0: Welcome to Simple Discipleship Unfiltered. Unfiltered. Where no topic is off limits.
1: Hey, welcome to Simple Discipleship Unfiltered. I'm Diana.
0: I'm Kendall. And I'm Ashton.
1: It is Christmas week. The Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> we were telling Ashton she's kind of grinchy today. But she, she likes the Grinch though. Yeah. So that's not a Hey, he's got a big heart. He's, he's just got a very big cranky. Heart. But he'd been That's through it. some stuff that, that made probably him times it's old size. So Listen, sorry, you know. he went through some stuff that made him that way though. Poor yeah, Grinch. Poor guy. Yeah. So he probably just needed a little deliverance. <laughs> <And> <laughs> he just needed like a little he love. Can. He needed some love. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're talking about the Christmas story. This is our part two. If you haven't listened to part one. Um, go back and listen to that but we were talking about the significance of Mary and Joseph and the angels coming and telling them you know they had to talk to each one of them in order to get this all happening but um, But can I insert like a little side thing about the
0: angels like where they're afraid right because you know we're taught that there's these like angelic beautiful humans and all this but I feel like if there was like this just like Little sprinkle of glory dust and this beautiful man came from heaven. I really wouldn't be that scared, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So I just that always caught my attention like that. They were afraid at first. Like Mary was afraid and he said, Don't be afraid. Was she was he saying
1: that because he was standing there? Or because she was fixing me pregnant? Um, I think because there's this huge man there. I mean this Gabriel and Michael are archangels. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they have a manly form, but they're buff, Warrior-ish. manly warrior angels. You know, yeah. they're they're mm-hmm. big. They're 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 and they've got you know armor and stuff on, and swords. So I mean, right. they're standing in front of you. You know, think as a fourteen-year-old girl.
0: Yeah, I would be scared. You wake I just up, never... and all of a
1: sudden, this is standing in your room. Yeah, glowing I, you know, with I the think glory of god.
0: You know? Angels aren't really taught on to look that way. They're taught that they're the little
1: like cherubs, babies and,
0: praying. Yeah.
1: And like, okay. Yeah. No. No. So I was just that we're, may be dumb, but we're we're going to do a that. study on angels. We've we've hit on it a little bit um when we were at the other place, but um but there, there are some that are that would be frightful. If you saw a seraphim angel, you would be frightened because it's got these multiple eyes and multiple wings and it's all seeing and, you know, it, it's, mm-hmm. it could be, it could be frightful. But I imagine that this was primary, primarily just because this big, gorgeous angel man looking is if in your room, right. you know, all of a sudden shining brightly, you know. Right. Um, and, you know, <laughs> I deliver, you know, i deliver a message, you know. So um, I would think that, but what do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, like you said earlier, Mary had a relationship with, like, she knew of the Lord of these things, like, because of her family. So I don't think, I don't know, I would dare to say that probably angels weren't a uncommon thing back then, like, to be visited by them. I don't know why I feel like angels would have appeared more then than I think we see now. <laughs> Maybe that's just what we've done Anyways, that's a whole other topic. Um, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like the it would have still been a, a fear of like whom you're in, you're like here talking to me. What is this about? You know, mm-hmm. I don't think it was necessarily even the fear of the message. Because mm-hmm. if it was the fear of the message, I feel like he would have said, "Do not be afraid." At the end of it, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I, I just know. always wonder where that, my brain goes.
0: Because you know. I I guess just the way I was raised, like, angels weren't, I mean, the reality is, yeah, I may be like, oh, there's something in my room, but not like, (laughs) I wouldn't have been afraid, you know, so I just always wondered that myself, like, was she afraid because of what he looked like, and he's, they don't look the way that they're described to us, Mm -hmm. or in the Bible, they're described that way, but when you're in church or whatever they're not described that way at least Mm -hmm. where i went yeah and then i just never knew was was she afraid of that or was she afraid because she was fixing to carry the son of god as a virgin well and
2: i feel like the over time everything gets watered down more and more and more more. like Mm -hmm. just in general so whereas back in what would we you know we would say like bible days like i feel like like I was saying, that stuff is probably more common than, or people to understand the actual concept of angels. So not, I don't know. Like, I don't know if she thought an angel would look like the little baby that cupids or whatever they put the idea of. And I really didn't have an idea about angels until I went to Christ for the nations. And I was dumbfounded (laughs) Like at one, not seeing physically in the room, but in a vision, seeing them. Um, And then to, understanding because when you read about the cherubim angels like you you think it's some mystical creature like you Mm -hmm. don't understand that Mm -hmm. it's an actual angel because it sounds so far fetched right but it is an angel
1: right so and i think so too is understanding the only only way they knew anything about angels was in scripture right Mm -hmm. which that would have taken them back to like uh, jeremiah and ezekiel and daniel you know talking about these angels or in Genesis when the, when the angel of the Lord shows up to Hagar or you know but that but in that, that was the, the physical form of Jesus that was in the Old Testament and that gets us into the Christology of all of it. Yeah. And so understanding that he operated it even then, and now you have these angels because Gabriel and Michael and all of that are talked about. Gabriel, in specific, this is the first time he's talked about in the New Testament. Michael's talked about in the Old Testament because Michael is the archangel of Israel. Yeah. And so he oversees those things for Israel and battles mm-hmm. for Israel. So that's when, you know, Jacob was having the dream and, and the, the, the answer was on the way. But they, there was a battle that took place for that 21 days with Michael over the prince of Persia. And all of that. So we know that Michael was talked about in the Old Testament as far as an angel. But the first time that we see about Gabriel is right here. Mm-hmm. And so Gabriel shows up in the New Testament in order to bring news. Okay. Okay. So <clears throat> so she probably didn't really even know much about angels other than that story she had heard of Jacob. Right? Mm-hmm. And so here he is. Well, what are you? You know, because you're in my room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and so he's going to bring her this message. And so the thing that's amazing to me about this whole story is not one that God, I mean, that God can come in and create himself inside of a virgin um, through the Holy Spirit. I get that because Holy Spirit is amazing and creative and we know he was at creation. So he has that creative ability once he's given direction. Mm -hmm. Right. So I love that. But then I love that everything behind the scenes had to be orchestrated and that we know that the decree of the census had to go forth. Had the decree of the census with with uh, the king wanting more money and more taxes, uh, they would have never traveled to Bethlehem. Yeah, But that had to take place. That proclamation had to come out, and they had to work out their situation so that then he said, I'm going to take, you know, you are with me and I'm going to take you with me. Because had he not done that, the prophecy that, this, that the Messiah being born in Bethlehem could not have come to pass, Yeah, which is in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the prophecy of Jesus that takes place is because of the decree, because of that, and they had to go to the census, she ends up giving birth in Bethlehem, which lines up with the scripture and the prophecy of who the Messiah is and where he's going to be born. So understand that from Nazareth to Bethlehem is about a 70-mile journey. It's about 50 miles as the crow flies, but this was no crow flying. This is a pregnant woman, very pregnant, with what they show us in the picture with her on a donkey, with him, you know, walking. And they're walking up mountains and terrain and sides of mountains and in the desert. Now, would there have been, like, a trail to follow? Of course, because that was the main thoroughfare. But you're not talking about an expressway. Yeah. You're talking about in sandals on rocky terrain up and down mountains to get to this place. And so they get there. It's probably a five- to seven-day journey walking. Imagine nine months pregnant walking on this type of thing. Oh, thank you. And being agreeable to go. So there had to be something inside of her prompting her that you can do this. Yeah. That you're prepared for this. At 14, to say, not only am I carrying the Son of God, but now I'm going to make a 70 mile trek to Bethlehem with Him to to whatever I don't even know what I'm going to go and face there yeah but then you get to that place and there's not even a place for you to go to now reason being because the census is going on and everything's full everybody else had to go back there too so not only do you have your going but everybody that's been born in Bethlehem has to go back there so it's crowded there's no room for anything, and you end up in a stall area, which they show. I think I think somebody told us there was kind of like a kind of like a inside cave area. It looked like a cave, um, but but you know it was There's for lots animals. Lots of theories. Yeah, the lot a lot, lot of theories about it. But but I but I love the idea that it's just it's not. It was one of the
2: lowly places. Very to,
1: lowly yeah. because I mean, have you ever been in a in a, a barn for any <laughs> amount of time that's got animals in it? I mean, it's just nasty. It's just, you know, flies, and it's just, it's there's pee on the hay, and it's just, it's not a nice thing, you know what I'm saying? There wasn't, like, a clean, proper place to do this. Yet, when the time comes, the time comes, right? Y'all know that. Mm -hmm. When the baby decides it's coming out, it's coming out, you know? But then everything behind the scenes is still going on. I love how Holy Spirit works in that everything is orchestrated so perfectly. And we know that it says that the angels go to where the shepherds are. And they make, and I can just see this big proclamation and angels, you know, like heavenly angels, not like the warrior angels, but the heavenly Yeah, there you go. (laughs) They just show up. Sorry. And they just, they herald that, that the Messiah has been born. Come and see. I like when they say it's like a roar. It is. It's like, a, like there was you, like a roaring. Can you imagine? I mean, oh. imagine. I mean, because you're, they're they're watching what happens. They they watch the proclamation, of God. What He spoke when He spoke into her. They watch the proclamation of God when He spoke, the earth into existence. He spoke when the trees were planted, you know, and so they know that when God speaks into a situation, things begin to happen and things begin to grow. And he had spoke this into her and they're like, what's going to happen? And all of a sudden, a baby comes in an unusual way and they get to go and herald it and tell come and see that song that uh, Lauren Daigle sings, "Noel," blows me away because she says, "Come and see, Noel, Noel, come and see what the Lord has done. See what God has done for us. He put a He put Himself inside of a human, and came as a baby. Come and see, and and you see, I can just see the shepherds running. Come and see. There's an excitement, you know, and I really feel like God is doing that in us. Come and see what God has done. Prophecy has been spoken. Steps have been taken. And behind the scenes, come and see what God is doing. Mm -hmm. It's such a great shadow of what God wants for us here in our life right now. All the doom and gloom around us. It doesn't look like it should when you're giving birth to something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's go deep. (laughs) <laughs> Let's go deep. It don't look like it should on the outside cuz everything there's turmoil, but look and see what God is doing. He's proclaimed it and as he's proclaimed it the seed is coming and look what's coming forth. Mm-hmm. But we trust that, right? Mm-hmm. We don't we don't have anything other than faith to say what well, you said, God, you have when you spoke it, God, the seed was planted. I don't know what it's going to look like when it comes, but I trust you. I trust you that what you said and what you birthed inside of me is going to come to pass. I trust it, and I know that it's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. It's such a mirror image of where we are today. What do you see? I don't
2: know. My head's, like, all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't, it's just, it's, it's crazy to me to want, cause you, you have to be in a place to be willing to receive the word of God. Mm-hmm. Like, and we just touched on that even with like Joseph, but if you're not even willing enough to receive it and believe that it could happen, even as far fetched and unimaginable and not even humanly possible as it could be, I don't like, it just, it blows my mind, mm-hmm. but it, it kind of, what I was feeling on my heart earlier about worship, it kind of ties into that in a way that we have to truly lay ourselves aside to receive yes. what the Lord's doing because in my carnal nature, in my flesh, in my feelings and my emotions, again, like kind of talking about just the things of this ministry, the birthing and the, 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 the stuff that in the, in the. In the fleshly side of this, to be honest, if y'all were walking in our shoes right now, most people would throw the towel in. I'm just going to be honest. It's not like it may look y'all may like the podcast and that's great. We thank you for your support and your seeds and all the things. But like if you were actually walking in someone's shoes of stepping out into a ministry that the Lord has prophesied, has spoken. Like, you know that it's there. You have that just unction in your, in your spirit. Like, you know mm-hmm. that this is the time, you know what the Lord has said, but then you step out and all hell breaks loose. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait, 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 like may, maybe, just may, maybe this wasn't the right time. Maybe 429 wasn't the right dedication date. Maybe like, mm-hmm. your mind just goes to all the yeah, things. But look at
1: this. Think of what happened to Mary once she was walking around right. pregnant. Yeah. I watched a show the other day. It's called The Nativity. They added a couple of things, you know, just for for a thing. But but it showed that her and her mother go into the marketplace and people begin to throw stones at her. Mm -hmm. And I thought it had to be like that because that just was not an acceptable thing. Right. You know, in their minds, they don't see behind the scenes of what God has spoken over you. And that's what you have to understand. And we have to understand, yeah. not everybody feels what God has spoken into you. So not everybody is going to say, oh, bless you, here's some money, go and do this. You know, No, there's lots of stones that have been thrown. And that's the way the enemy does. He works through people to bring opposition to you, to or your like we destiny. Talked about earlier, that
2: Just that little seed of doubt. Just to make that you go, little mm, bit. Just maybe. that little
1: bit. And that's the thing is when God releases and speaks that over someone... Our job as Christians, because don't forget we're all in the same body of Christ, is to nurture that seed, right. pray over that seed. I might not understand it. It might not make sense to me, but but if you feel like God has called you to do something and it lines up biblical with scripture, you know, not something, you know, alien orient, oriented or something, just something where, whatever, yeah. then it's our job to nurture it. To gird them up, to help them, to support them, and and we have some great people, you know, that that do help us with this ministry. They do give to us, and and, and it's been phenomenal. They've went on to our website. They've purchased, um, you know, we do have a new store, you know, so they've went into our new merchandise store and and bought things to support us, and and that just means a lot because in that they're nurturing the seed that God has planted. Right and and that's how we get rewarded it's because we say okay i don't understand what you're doing but if you feel like god's called you i want to be supportive to that and and i think god honors that and so as we go into this christmas week because man our time goes by so fast <laughs> we didn't even do our new commercial you just did so uh so anyway we'll do our, our commercial and then we'll come back to end up
2: Hey, y'all, if you've been blessed by SDU and you feel led to give to this ministry, here are some ways you can do that. You can text M3MIGIVE to 888-364-4483. You can also go online to M3MI.org to the tab, So a Seed. You can also send a check or money order by mail to P.O. Box 1318, Forney, Texas 75126. And all gifts are tax deductible. Thank you for your seed.
1: Hey, thank you for your seed. <laughs> um, and we thank you. We really do appreciate everyone that's given and those people that go to our. Um, do we have our address for the uh, Printify? Anybody? Yeah, you can go onto our website and find it. There's a link on Facebook. Oh, there's a link on Facebook on our Facebook page. Um, but it's M3MI Merch on Printify. You can go get your go, go Be Jesus Today t-shirt, sweatshirt, crew shirt. Get your tiny disciple shirt. Okay. It's m3mi-merch.printify.me.
2: Okay. And right
1: if you can't end. remember that, go look at our <laughs> M3 Ministries International page, and there's a link there yeah. that you can follow. So we thank all of you who have... Mm-hmm. Uh, bought some things. We've had, uh, I think, eight orders. Do you see that? No. Yeah. Uh, and uh, our, of course, you know, Angie just, she goes above and beyond, and she got her new hoodie and put it on Facebook page. <laughs> she, she modeled it and everything, so it looks good. Mm-hmm. It looks good. You know, I'm sad to say, I don't think any one of us have any <laughs> just, Not one. Honestly, we just like, put it out there for y'all. You, you know, <laughs> uh, but you know, because it's tight. You know. <laughs> That's what we've been talking, talking about. <laughs> uh but we appreciate your support and we appreciate you going out there advertising um, uh, you know, for the simple discipleship and for you know what we do. So we're gonna we'll do a part three to this, so um we're gonna end on this episode with show some love. Show some compassion.
0: Give mercy. And go be Jesus today. Hey, SDU family. Thank you for joining us today. We do value your feedback. So if you have any questions or suggestions of topics, please feel free to reach out to our email at info at m3mi.org or reach out to us via text or call to our SDU hotline. The number is 214-600-7771.